Welcome to the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. June 1st, 2022. For clarity, there was no Truth Hurts Program produced yesterday, May 31st. I was out of the studio and away and unable to do a program, so I apologize. We're making up for it today. We'll have at least three in the can before it's over with. In the can, excuse me, a broadcasting term. I want to read headlines first. I'm going to just read headlines and try to refrain from commentary, and uh, that way at least you guys will know what's going on in the world. MSN.com has Nancy Pelosi's husband. This is from the Daily Beast, actually. Nancy Pelosi's husband pushes back hard after his DUI arrest. It's okay if you're a public figure and you're a DUI perpetrator. Doesn't matter. You're the husband of nasty Nancy Pelosi. I guess you get a pass. Next headline, Compton vote-rigging scandal leads to overturn of election. New councilman to be sworn in. But I thought there was no election fraud in this country. The next headline says, U.S. is heading for a civil war. I believe that headline is correct. Next headline, consumers feel the effects of rising inflation and interest rates. Duh. Next, President Biden sends the wrong message about the Second Amendment. You think? Next headline, Nuvaldi showed us once again that cops are useless. When will they be finally defunded? There's a liberal, progressive, woke article I'm going to get into. Weird developments after Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's husband, was arrested on DUI charges. Next one says, Biden is really twisted in his approval ratings. He is twisted that his approval ratings are as bad as Trump's. Next headline, NBC News and a historian on CNN and others excuse Biden, and they try to highlight his failings as, quote, a difficult job as crisis after crisis piles up. Next, 10 people wounded in a Charleston mass shooting confirmed by the mayor. But they didn't say a white guy killed a bunch of black people, so I guess it's not that important, right? Next, Jill Biden says she argues with Joe Biden by fexting, F-E-X-T-I-N-G, over text to avoid fighting in front of the Secret Service. Hmm, it's a wonder his feeble fingers can even text. Next headline, House Democrats' gun package is set to raise the age limit for semi-automatic rifle purchases and ban high-capacity magazines. Does that mean they're going to raise the age that you will have to join the military as well? Probably not. Next headline, U.S. consumer confidence is falling. What does this mean for investors? Duh, I'm sure it means they're going to lose money. Next headline, Biden conveniently forgets to mention oil and gas production in his plans to address energy prices. No, that's not conveniently forgetting. That's deliberately refusing because it's not written on his cue cards. Next Blafrican-American White House Press Secretary Gay Jean-Pierre says she didn't hear Biden's Naval Academy lie. Well, if you don't hear it, then he mustn't have said it, right? My God, they cover up for this guy on a regular basis. Next headline says the real reason President Biden might not be able to cancel student debt after all. He shouldn't. 
It's a contract. You need to pay your bills, student loan makers. And in their continuing deflection in the Biden administration over Biden's economy and the high gasoline prices, one of his advisors was grilled over those high inflation and gas prices on America Reports, said, quote, I'm not a forecaster. Well, isn't that special? Must be nice to just use that kind of an excuse. Can you imagine if that would have been said by a Trump advisor? Next, White House scrambles on inflation after Biden complains to his aides. Next, President Biden, upset at sinking poll numbers, tries to fight inflation. (laughs) Tries and fails. Next, Karine Jean-Pierre says Biden is considering executive action on firearms. Next, Biden thinks none of the economic crisis is his fault. Next, Joe Biden said he'll give the Fed space to do its job to tackle inflation. Again, the blame game continues. The White House denies Biden is at fault for inflation is the next headline. The next headline says Biden administration was wrong about inflation, Janet Yellen says, amid grim polls. Next, Joe Biden keeps getting his gun facts wrong. The following headline, Biden lays out plan to fight inflation in a Wall Street Journal op-ed. And here's another one. Biden keeps repeating false Second Amendment claim despite repeated fact checks. Next headline from Representative Stubbe. Democrats weaponized intelligence to surveil Americans for political purposes in the 2016 election. The next Biden's big crime lies and race lies hurt America. Next, Biden sinking in U.S. polls is seen in Europe as a rising star for democracy. Oh, that ought to be interesting. NBC News, historian on CNN and others, excuse gropey Joe Biden. Next, gas prices make another painful jump this week. We all knew that. Biden's June agenda, convince the Americans that the economy is healthy. Next, job openings show sharp decline, but still vastly outnumber available workers. Now, why do you think that is? A quick opinion on that. Companies are seeing the looming recession, the looming reduction in people's disposable incomes, and they're simply not hiring as many people. That's reality, folks. The next, Kevin O'Leary says, Biden's student loan forgiveness plan is a horrible idea. I agree. Next, Biden is frustrated with his aides for walking back his statements because he's worried he looks weak. Newsflash, gropey Joe, you are weak. You are seen as weak. Don't worry about what you look like. You are weak. Next, Biden's and the Democrats in general are out of sync in pushing an assault weapons ban. The next headline says, Bezos and Musk against Joe Biden. Why billionaires are suddenly anti-Democrat. They're suddenly anti-Democrat because those billionaires, those company owners, those people who make things happen in the United States of America, those guys are seeing the looming tax increases and fees and surcharges that will be levied against them. 
and their companies and the successes. That is the problem, my friends. Next, Democrats, not democracy, are failing on guns. Next, doctors warn people to stop peeing in the shower. Okay, we're not going to go into that. Biden's border inaction is irresponsible and deadly, reads the next headline. Next, Treasury Secretary Ancient Janet Yellen's inflation way too high, big burden on American households. That's her commentary. Wow, my friends. America's true unemployment may be a lot higher than you think. I've been saying this all along. White House walking back Biden's statements because he's totally incompetent, according to the RNC spokesperson. And I exhausted my savings. Inflation has Americans turning to loans, credit cards, and loan sharks to cope. Does it pose big risks? I'll give you the answer to that right now. Yes, absolutely, it poses big risks. And then here's one which may prove it doesn't matter anything about Biden or whoever the next president is. Live Science reports four hostile alien civilizations may lurk in the Milky Way galaxy, according to a new study. Yes, it may not matter, my friends, who the president of the United States is, because the Milky Way is home to millions of potentially habitable planets, and approximately four of them may harbor evil alien civilizations that would invade Earth if they could, according to new research posted in the preprint database ArcSiv. This new paper, which has not yet been peer-reviewed, poses a peculiar question. What are the odds that humans could one day contact a hostile alien civilization that is capable of invading our planet? The answer, Soul Study author Alberto Caballero, a doctoral student in conflict resolution at the University of Vigo in Spain, began by looking back at human history before looking out to the stars. This paper attempts to provide an estimation of the prevalence of hostile extraterrestrial civilizations through an extrapolation of the probability that we, as the human civilization, would attack or invade an inhabited exoplanet. In other words, this guy is presuming that because humans would go out and conquer a, another planet, that therefore other species would necessarily want to come to this planet to conquer Earthlings. We come in peace. No, we come to take your planet. All right, let me buzz back through some of these headlines that I thought were quite interesting. Al Jazeera, of all publications, posted an opinion by Donald Earl Collins saying the U.S. is headed for a civil war. People like Peyton Gendron, Dylan Roof, Patrick Wood Crucius, and Robert Bowers all clearly think that we are engaged in a civil war of sorts already. Their acts of terrorism, as Al Jazeera puts it, racist and xenophobic terrorism, have aimed to cower the potential political and economic power that a black and brown majority population could wield as early as 2040. They, those individuals I just mentioned, espouse a belief called the Great Replacement Theory. They willed themselves 
to slaughter black worshipers at a church service, Jewish worshipers at a temple, Latino shoppers at a Walmart, and white protesters against police lethality. These heinous acts are their way of saying that white men are at war with a changing United States that is becoming more and more black and brown as the white population diminishes. I'll tell you something, folks. There is a civil war going on, and it is being fostered by the Democrats and the mainstream leftist, progressive, liberal, woke media. U.S. News & World Report reports consumers feel the effects of rising inflation and interest rates. I give this a Steve Z. Duh rating. Consumers turned more gloomy in the month of May as concerns about inflation and rising interest rates have dampened their enthusiasm about the Biden economy, according to the monthly Consumer Confidence Index issued Tuesday by the Conference Board. Overall, Consumer Confidence Index ticked down to 106.4 from their revised 108.4 last month. Present Situation Index, a measure of how Americans feel about the current economy, declined by four points in April. The expectations that it will fall further continue to plague the conference board. TwoUrbanGirls.com writes, President Biden sends the wrong message about the Second Amendment. It's an opinion piece where it shows Joe Biden walking in front of a soldier who's actually laying the tomb at the wreath of the unknown soldier, an honor which I held just a few short years ago. During Memorial Day activities on May 29th at Arlington Cemetery, Joe Biden said the Second Amendment was never absolute. He's wrong. The Second Amendment, the right to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed, is a pillar of our very nation's founding. It is a foundational element of our nation. Joe Biden said to reporters, I think things have gotten so bad that everyone's getting more rational. At least that's my hope. I don't think so, Joe Biden. As long as you and the Democrats keep running this show into the ground, I truthfully think Things are becoming less rational in the United States. The Root, a mm, progressive liberal woke media outlet, wrote, Uvalde showed us once again that cops are useless. When will they finally be defunded? I thought I'd go into this one because the very notion of the title of this article is irrational and will cause people to die at a greater rate in the U.S. This article begins, and it was written by someone named Candace McDuffie, so you can blame her for the following words. Every detail about how police delayed action from stopping a mass shooter in Uvalde, Texas on May 24th is more gut-wrenching than the last. When an 18-year-old terrorist stormed Robb Elementary School with a semi-automatic rifle last week, officers made it to the scene quickly, However, they failed to prevent innocent victims from losing their lives. The results of their immobility at Robb Elementary School, 21 people dead, 19 children, 2 adults. Uvalde officers waited an hour before entering the school instead of immediately going after the gunman responsible for the attack. 
They ran inside to save their own children and brought them to safety. They also threatened and arrested parents who were desperate to do the same thing. In the time law enforcement sat idly outside, more than 100 rounds of ammunition were fired. Now let me stop for just a moment. I'm going to go through this article and find the faults with it. It says, Every detail about how police delayed action from stopping a mass shooter in Uvalde on May 24th is more gut-wrenching than the last. It then said, When 18-year-old terrorists stormed Robb Elementary School with a semi-automatic rifle last week, officers made it to the scene quickly. It should have said, When an illegal immigrant or a suspected illegal immigrant terrorist stormed Robb Elementary School last week. Officers made it to the scene quickly. But it then says they, f- they failed to prevent innocent victims from losing their lives. No, they did prevent some innocent victims from losing their lives. I'm telling you, folks, they're just trying to make this out. And you notice they keep forgetting to post the race of this terrorist. He was a Hispanic, Latino, Mexican, something. But the media always chooses to not post the race unless it's a scary white guy. And that's what made me disgusted about that article. It really was really bad. I'm going to get off that topic. It was a shame that those children and those two teachers died Yes, I'm not saying that should have happened. But the news media is using a double standard bias hypocrisy by not pointing out the race of that guy. Oh, they made damn sure to tell you anytime white guy kills black guy or white guy kills someone else. They make damn sure to tell you when it's a white guy doing the shoot and it's a black guy, Hispanic guy. They never mention the race of the shooter. And that way, their hope is that you will think it's a white guy to keep pushing their false narrative. Business Insider reports Biden is, quote, really twisted, unquote, that his approval ratings are as bad as Donald Trump's. Really? It says here, President Joe Biden is really twisted that his approval ratings are worse than Donald Trump's as the White House contends with multiple crises now just months away from the midterms. This according to NBC News. Only 41% of American adults approve of Biden's performance as president as of his 487th day in office, according to Gallup. That's Gallup. Other polling organizations have Biden's overall approval rating in the mid-30s. NBC White House news correspondent said he's now lower than Trump. And Biden's really twisted about it, according to a source close to the White House. And Biden is supposedly growing progressively more frustrated that his team has failed to find a strong, consistent message heading into the midterm elections. A White House official, of course, on condition of anonymity, told NBC in pushing back on the notion that Biden is pissed off, said... What he's pushing for is to make a sharper case for all that we have accomplished thus far. Really? Let's run down quickly what Biden has accomplished since taking office. He immediately stopped the Keystone XL energy pipeline from being completed. And now, 17 months into his presidency, 
that project would have been completed and oil would be flowing through that pipeline and that would certainly have put a dent in the high gasoline prices. That's something Joe Biden accomplished. He caused the high gas prices. He shut down the Keystone Pipeline. He shut down oil and gas leases. He shut down drilling permits. That is something the Democrats should be praising. They should be running out right now saying, look what we did for the environment. We stopped that evil pipeline. And now oil has to drive down the highway in polluting trucks. Oh, wait, that would be negatives for them, wouldn't it? Oil doesn't come through the safe, clean pipeline. It now has to be shipped across the ocean in highly polluting tanker ships. Oh, wait, that's not good for us either. We stopped drilling for domestic oil and natural gas, so now we have to rely on foreign countries. Yeah, but they pollute more in their drilling operations, their refining operations, and certainly in their transportation. Not very good for the environment. So there's something Joe Biden has accomplished. Joe Biden said he was going to shut down the Wuhan China novel coronavirus and not shut down the economy. Well, more than three times as many people have died of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus during Joe Biden's first 13 months in office than died in Donald Trump's final 13 months in office. There's something we didn't accomplish either, the Democrats should be saying. On the border, well, 10 to 15 times as many illegal, trespassing, criminal, law-breaking, invading migrants have crossed the border in Biden's first 13 months in office than crossed during Donald Trump's final 13 months in office. Hmm, there's nothing accomplished there either. 42 terrorists on the international terrorist watch list have been caught but then released into the country under Joe Biden's migrant policies. There's something we accomplished too. Hmm. How about rising interest rates? The costs for the average American, especially the lower income Americans, the middle class Americans, it now will cost them more to borrow money for a new home, for a car, a boat, a recreational vehicle. That, of course, has put a major damper on those industries. That's something we accomplished. Hmm. I know we can talk about crime, the Biden administration is probably thinking, but, but crime figures have gone through the roof in a bad, bad way since Biden took office. Violent crime has risen triple digits in many parts of the country. Gun violence, mass shootings have increased under Biden's presidency. There's nothing there to tout. A large portion of Biden's domestic economic agenda remains stalled in Congress, which is run by the same party that Joe Biden belongs to. They have the majority in the House. They have the majority in the U.S. Senate. They have a tie-breaking vote from Camel Toe Harris, the not-black black woman as the vice resident. And yet, a large portion of Biden's domestic economic agenda remains stalled in Congress. Biden is calling Republican opponents, quote, ultra-MAGA. And then 
those Republicans are saying, yep, we sure are. Because things were so much better when the previous president tried to make America great again and actually succeeded. People confront Mr. Biden at fundraisers. All he is hearing is, why can't you get anything done? And so Biden, who never takes the blame for his own failings, becomes frustrated, claiming that not enough Democrats are going on television to defend him, his administration, and the things he claims he's accomplished. What a shame, Gropey Joe. Look in the mirror and you will see the reason for all of your own failings. Now, NBC and historians on CNN and others are trying to excuse gropey Joe Biden and try to highlight the difficult job he's doing as those crisis issues continue to pile up. Left-leaning pundits and reporters have excused Joe Biden repeatedly for the avalanche of concerning political predicaments that he keeps finding himself in as his poll numbers continue to languish. On Tuesday, NBC News offered a detailed look inside a White House continuously marred by political troubles. According to the authors of the article, any assessment of the president's job performance needs to account for the, quote, epic challenges he has faced from the start, unquote. That NBC piece also detailed a laundry list of grievances that Biden has conveyed, lamenting the idea that he has not gotten enough credit from Americans or the media and the fact that he is frequently blamed for Democratic congressional gridlocks. Biden has vented to aides about not getting credit from Americans or the news media for actions that he believes have actually helped the country, especially those on the economy. He tries to say unemployment rates have dropped to pre-pandemic levels, but polling indicates most Americans truly believe the American economy is in bad Shape. This according to the sympathetic NBC people. On Monday of this week, CNN's Brianna Keeler touted an interview that she conducted with presidential historian Doris Goodwin. Goodwin told Keeler that Biden certainly has not had an easy time as president thus far. There's a cascading series of crises, she says, that President Biden has had to face that makes it almost unprecedented. Rachel Solomon on CNN on Monday also attempted to downplay Biden's culpability with regard to skyrocketing gas prices, an issue that has likely exacerbated the public's subpar outlook on Biden's handling of the economy. John Berman was the host of that show and asked Solomon if there was anything Biden could do to lower gasoline prices and ease the minds of Americans. Solomon acknowledged pain is widespread. And it's understandable why the American people have called on the president to combat those issues. But there is very little any U.S. president can do in the short term to lower prices, Solomon said. Morning Joe on MSNBC on Monday, Mike Barnacle gushed over the president when he asked civil rights activist Al Sharpton if he was worried about his friend Biden following the mass shooting in Texas. Do you worry at all about him? The presidency is an enormous, enormously difficult job, Barnacle said. Reverend Al said he has a sense of determination by the president to combat gun violence. And he added that Biden couldn't do anything for his late son, Beau, but he can do something about American sons and daughters. 
Last week, you might recall, the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost attempted to explain away one of Biden's most recent gaffes in which the president asserted the U.S. will intervene if China invades Taiwan. Biden's comments were not reflective of the official U.S. military position on China-Taiwan foreign policy, which calls for strategic ambiguity. The Times article said that Biden's comment is representative of his offhand remarks. They were a feature, not a bug, of a veteran politician. Since reaching the White House, he says, Mr. Biden has largely avoided some of the cringe-inducing comments that have gotten him into trouble in the past. A separate Times piece describes Biden as a famously imprecise speaker who sometimes makes comments that convey his emotions rather than a direct policy stance. In other words, they're trying to make excuses for Biden's continued failings, where two in ten adults say the U.S. is headed in the right direction. Two in ten adults say the economy is good. Two out of ten people polled say the president's doing the right thing. Inflation continues to climb, still over 8% in April, 8.3, 8.6 the month before, 8.6 the month before that. And they continue to make excuses for Biden's failure. And I now must make an excuse to end this edition of the Truth Hurts program because we are flat slap out of time. We'll see you on the next episode. Go out there and make it a great day, everybody. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing.